0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is your host, author, coach, and healer, Andy Grant. Thank you for joining us today as we explore fear. If you are tired of your life and decisions being ruled by fear, I invite you to visit theandygrant.com talk and book a complimentary one-on-one call with me. Again, go to theandigrantcom talk because you are more powerful than anything you fear. My guest today is Michael Challenger. Michael is a certified life coach, motivational speaker, best-selling author, and award-winning filmmaker. We talk about being in search of how to be the ideal man and all the variations of the man box and rules and programming that keep men stuck. Michael zeroes in on responsibility and asks if men are attempting to take far more responsibility than serves them. We talk about the drivers of fear and of love and which one seems more manly for some reason. Too many guys bond over distractions, not their real life experiences. Michael stresses the need for courageous conversations because silence kills men. Let's do it.
1: Hey, Michael, welcome to Real Men Feel. Thank you so much, Andy. So cool to be hanging out with you in the room.
0: Yeah, a couple friends have tried to connect us for a while, and then we finally like you, you sent me a Facebook request, friend request. i like, we're already friends, but we haven't talked to each other ever. <laughs> so I'm good that it's finally happening.
1: No, I'm happy because when I saw what you were doing, I was like, oh my god, I love what Andy's doing, and I definitely have to speak to him. So just cool to be here. Cool to have a conversation about this whole concept, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Cool. So. Much of your work, your book, and your online program has to do with fear. So I'm wondering, like, what got you interested in fear as something to focus on? Were, were there a lot of fears as a kid? You know, was this something that always interested you, or, or how, did, how did that unfold for you?
1: Yeah, I think it was, you know, what? It's not something that I thought I was ever going to talk about because I was afraid of talking about it. But when I started to really understand my life and started to delve a little bit deeper, you know, self development obviously is a really big thing for me. When I started to look at the root problem, which, you know, you and I have spoken about in the past that when you start to really understand what are some of the things that stop you from advancing in life, that really intrigued me. So the title of my book, Don't Let Fear Paralyze You, I realized that in many areas of my life, I was paralyzed in many areas of my life. So it wasn't just kind of the idea of, oh, I was afraid of getting a job or, but it was literally about like the things that I really cared about. I would literally, I, I didn't know how to take action. And so when I started to really express it or really understand what that looked like, having conversations with other people, Really helped me, kind of like started to just generate like more conversations of wow, I didn't understand because most people don't know. I didn't know I was afraid of certain things, and then when you really, when you kind of connect the dots or see where it's coming from, you're like, this is this is a common issue for most of us. So yeah, so I I just wanted to, yeah started to delve a little deeper and and voila, I started to look at fear.
0: Cool. I find that fear drives most men, and we even we're, as you said, we were afraid to speak of our fears. So like it just. You know, the fact that we don't talk about it almost proves the point. I grew up uh, depressed, suicidal. I made multiple attempts on my life. And it took years, but decades perhaps, before I realized how afraid of life I was. Like, I didn't think I feared death. I was afraid of living and doing new things and, you know, th- th- afraid of the unknown and all this sort of garbage that, you know, I never took apart and, and realized for a long time. Because, as you're pointing out, most people don't talk about what they're afraid of.
1: We don't talk about it. And I think that there's so many, you know, again, the programming that we actually get through society, like within the subconscious mind is that we have all these experiences stored in our minds. We don't know necessarily how to deal with it. And so unless we choose to actually go oh, go, What's, what is it? Because, you know, it's like you can advance in life. You can unconsciously advance in life in a way where you feel like, okay, I'm getting things done. I'm, I'm pretty competent in my life, but there's still this void within me that I don't even know how to address. So that's the biggest thing for me was like, why am I not? myself people that i've spoken to why can't i achieve the things and so when you kind of open up the pandora's box and you kind of really pay attention to the messages that society or the stigmas that are placed upon men who look like me men who look like you we all have our story when you start to really understand how it affects who we are as people then that's the interesting conversation because it's as men it's again we like there's so much that a man should be doing or should be expressing and that's why i love this topic because I didn't know what that was. I didn't know, like, I mean, again, another thing that we have in common, like we have the performing arts. There's a bit of like, you come, we, we studied in, in the, in the, the realm of arts and my job was to feel. So I get into this, you know, this space where people are like, this is amazing. And like, you know, it's like, you're getting paid to like, show your expression on stage, but then as soon as the shows done, it's like BML completely like, you know, a disconnect. Right. So, so there was always this idea, and I personally didn't really, I didn't have a father in my life, so I was always searching, Andy, for, like, the ideal man. What does that look like? And when I started to give myself the permission, then I started to talk about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you find that society trains us to be afraid?
1: I think it's about being able to, you know, to control the chaos of, you know, with people. I think that at a certain point, like, if we were you know, if everybody was, you know, out there being free and just kind of, you know, with no limits and and I guess with no structure, it'd be kind of, it would be chaotic. So I think that there's, you know, fear can be utilized to really kind of to, to keep people in order to a certain degree. But, you know, when it comes down to levels of success or, you know, really achieving things that we don't necessarily give ourselves permission to. I think that that's where it gets a bit confusing. Of you know, how far are you gonna? How how much love are you gonna give yourself? How much permission are you gonna give yourself to actually go after what it is that you really want? And that's where I kind of get passionate. I'm like, no, like just forget about what they're saying. Like really focus and keep that motivation and drive in the direction that you want.
0: Yeah. You mentioning the performing arts earlier, even as a kid. I always found like to be in a play or even just to make make believe it was always easier to act like someone else and feel than to feel my own stuff is is that your experience
1: Yeah I mean it was it was again right because it's you know I don't know, And it kind of just all happened. Like it wasn't actually something that I wanted to do. It just happened to be something that it was like, oh, it was a really cool activity. And then I started getting paid for it. And I was like, well, this is a pretty cool gig. So let's keep doing it. right? So I, I just, I kind of got into it. And then I felt safe with being on stage. I felt safe with other people who were actually trained to, you know, provide a show, get people to put a smile on their face to clap. Like it was, a, it was my safe haven. So absolutely like that was my stage was my home you know yeah it can be it's confusing because then you know when you get outside in the real world people are like oh my god you're so emotional you're so like you're like why are you talking about you know how you feel it's like why not like like like, instead of actually suppressing it and staying bottled up it's like we all male male female like just you know having a conversation is healthy
0: did you find that you were more open and willing to share things than your peers
1: oh yeah 100%. And I actually, you know, one of the things that really kind of saved me is like, I'm really big on meditation. I'm really big on chanting. It's something that I do every single day. And so when I started to understand the responsibility of having to show up as a leader, who's not afraid to talk about how he feels or not, or to express his emotions, it gave so many people like comfort. So many guys, when I'm like, I'm like, listen, like, I just want to talk to you, like, open up, like, we don't always have to be tough here. As soon as I live up to that, then it's like, I'm like speaking to completely different human beings. So that's the responsibility that I chose, that I put on myself, but I, I understood the effects, you know, so as I was about, you know, I'm big on my cause and effect. It's like, okay, I'm like, okay, how, what kind of causes can I make in my life to really evoke change specifically for people who maybe just don't even know how, right? So if, if I can help them figure out the how, then it's a win-win.
0: Do you find in, in your own life or the the guys that you work with, is fear of success or fear of failure bigger, more common than the other? Or, you know, how's that show up for you?
1: I think in many ways, when I'm coaching guys, it's really the the responsibility of being the man within the family and actually having to provide. So fear of success is huge because it's like, I don't want to screw this up. And there's just like this added responsibility that most men take that they hold and they put on their shoulder you know women you know they go through the same thing in, in other ways but they can mend it's like auto, automatic like I have to you know answer or come up with you know all of the right answers for my family and so I can't screw this up so even when I'm trying to get them to talk about it there's like at least i I would like in the beginning when I'm working with any guy it's usually like at least four sessions in before I'm like, like we're getting there, you know, and, and it's trust. It's, it's just like not knowing how to talk about it. So, you know, and it's, I get it. So, you you know, it comes from, again, this like generational pain or it comes from society where you just, it's, it's, I don't even think it's most guys fault. It's just, it's what we know.
0: Yeah. You you, you mentioned responsibility and just fault now. And I know for me personally, I was afraid of responsibility because I thought responsibility meant blame. Like if I take responsibility for something, well now it's really my fault, right? And and they were they were really synonyms for me. But is consciously taking responsibility for our success or our failure for our lives? Do you find that that's actually empowering or is it you know is it deadening?
1: No, I love listen. I love the fact that I like that I understand what the heck being conscious means about everything that I do. That idea of responsibility in the I think when you first of all it's really hard to take full responsibility for everything that's going on. But when I do, when I understood the idea of like I am responsible for myself, my happiness. And if I can encourage anyone around me to feel the same about that and then be empowered by it, then I feel like I'm doing my job as my as a human being on this planet. You know, but it's a it's a really difficult thing to understand because we are so accustomed to blaming other people. We're so accustomed to, it's hard, Andy. It's hard to take full responsibility, right? Like you said, it's the blame. Like, you're like, I don't want to be responsible for things that screw up. So yeah, it's, you know.
0: And let's talk about that because I would never tell anyone that they're 100% responsible. When, when you're looking outside, it's only, I am 100% responsible for me, meaning I must own my thoughts, my emotions, my actions, my results. They're all mine. I, I can't blame someone else. Or I was like, when people say, you made me feel this way. I'm like, I can't make you feel anything. That's really, that's up to you.
1: Yeah. And that is, you know, I recently had an experience where I witnessed somebody who lost their temper and was like screaming up, and and, and like literally the reaction, like it was amazing. It was actually really powerful. It's a pretty spiritual man. There's no reaction. It came his way. He didn't respond. And he was like, are you finished? And he kept going. And it was just in that moment, I was like, I have to congratulate him because you know, we are so accustomed to reacting. We're so accustomed to kind of like you—you you go into this protective state or mode where you want to like, you know, and and it it's, you feel it, right? You want to like, I want you want to either prove a point. Your ego takes you know control. It's like I got to be this man. I got to be strong. But to dismiss and to just go, I'm responsible. Like I I I'm gonna take full responsibility of how I feel and not respond or react to these people is pretty amazing. So yeah, I think it's it's, it's quite powerful to dismiss negative emotions or things that don't serve and, you know, keep moving in life. Yeah.
0: And I would never say dismiss them. I find that that overreaction is due to not feeling anger in the past. So we overcompensate We We really attack someone that has nothing to, you know, you're, you're attacking them because you got hurt when you were 10 years old, but you don't realize it. That's why you're taking it on someone else today. Yeah. But does anything stand out for you in terms of maybe the biggest fear that you see in men or the most common
1: it's fear of failure. I think it it's, it really comes back to not wanting to disappoint the people around you. That's the most common where it's always like, I've, you know, a lot of guys, it's interesting if they made any mistakes, it's like, it's hard. They don't, it's hard for them to forgive themselves. Yeah. And just like, I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up. Like, I know that, you know, most, you know, guys that I spoke to have either made promises and they're like, I just want to be able to like, I want to keep that promise because they're like, they're relying on me you know so i always work with you know let's get back to a place where you can be honest with yourself and contextualize it so that it's just like you're a human being that is like you know like don't be so hard on yourself it's okay and talk about it like give you know so it's i'm constantly giving the, you know them the permission like talk like you're not going to be demonized you're not going to be judged and or like seem weak People want to hear your voice. The more you speak, the easier it is for you know to get the results that you want.
0: Yeah. So what you just hit on there—that's what I find is that that's the big fear behind all of our charades and masks and acting like we got it all figured out and I don't need anybody and I'm not going to speak up. That fear of being judged by other men. That fear of you know losing the mythical man card. Right. You, you, oh, you acted. You didn't act like a man. So now the society of men shall decide you aren't. You aren't one. That potential shaming. That ostracizing, that that kicking us out of the of the group, of the circle, of the tribe of masculinity, that's what I find is really that that underlying, untouched, unhealed wound that we're where so many of us are carrying around.
1: Yeah, I mean it's tough, right? Because it's it's all perception, and so it's how does one actually present themselves in a strong yet in a way where they can express their emotions and be respected as a man, right? It's finding that balance that I think that. Most group of men have a you know difficulty. And depending on the humor, depending on what type of guys you're dealing with, they' like what are you talking? shut up? And, you know like there's that like I mean it, it can be it can be playful. but also it's just it's cool to have a regular conversation and not have to bond with suppressing the pain or numbing it so that we don't actually feel anything. because that's usually what happens. It's like I'm gonna bond, we're gonna numb. We're gonna like disconnect from the world and pretend like life is is okay. When you know, so so it's yeah. I don't know. You know, it's always depending on the group of like who are you associating yourself with that you can actually just be yourself and not feel like these people don't actually support my my who I am. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I find too many guys bond over distractions. Like we'll we'll share an addiction and pretend that we're friends that we've got life figured out. And no, nah, I mean you're just kind of feeding that neither of us will address what's really bothering us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And versus just taking the time to go, are you, you're here? Oh, I'm here. Okay, cool. And like that conversation could be like literally five minutes and it's like, let's keep moving versus just trying to like, I never knew that. I've known you for like 10 years and I didn't even know that was going on. it's like, yeah. So if we can get over that hump and just go and succeed in a place where it's okay to express your emotions and still be masculine, it's all good. But it's, it's like learned behavior. I don't know, you know, and, and it's you know, how do you communicate with your father? How do you you know, are you the one that wants to communicate with your father? You just accept the fact that there's no relationship between your father, so therefore that translates into your friendships, and then there's no relationship with your friends, and so it's just it's about having the courage, Andy. It's about like being able to step up and go, like, it's all good, like who cares, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Unfortunately, too many, too many people will say, It's all good. The end, that's my mask, that's my facade and they don't go it's all good and i feel this way right yeah but yeah. the and
1: but i think the and i feel this way is because we don't I, so many guys don't know how to do that i don't know how to say without feeling weak right like nobody really likes to feel vulnerable nobody really wants to feel weak so it's learning how to you know express and feel confident about you know your expression And that expression is so sensitive to most people because most people are like, if I expose that, then now you have access to this part of me that I don't want to seem weak. I just want to, I'm comfortable living in the illusion of being strong.
0: Yeah. And it is an illusion because I feel like one of the longest things I've been preaching, vulnerability is not weakness. Vulnerability is strength. Like you have to be such a strong, confident human being to confess something that hurts you, some wound, something that you feel is harmful to you. Cause guys will talk about, Oh, I bench so much. I hurt my pick, or, Oh, I'm starving. You know, like, these are all, we can talk about physical vulnerabilities, which are actually more dangerous per se, but to actually open up our heart and to admit that we're wounded. But you said earlier when often when one guy does other guys go, Oh yeah, me too. I, you know, it, but it takes that way. if one guy's brave, others will follow that. That's what I find. So it's, It's easy, I find it's easy for guys to open up as long as there's one who's willing to be first.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it always takes, and that sometimes it's really hard to find that one guy who's able to step up and go, it's okay. And to potentially be the subject of like, you know, being made fun of, or, you know, it's like society doesn't make it easy, you know? And I think that's like keeping it into context, the fact that, you know, the struggle is real because it's not something that people celebrate. We don't celebrate, Humanity on that level. We don't celebrate men. Actually, we want that. I think in most relationships, like you know, most women, are, you know, they want a man. It's like I want my man, and I, I want it to be emotional. Like I want, but yet I want it to be a man. And so if he's too emotional, then it's like well, he's too he's too emotional. But I want to be a man. But I want it like, It's very confusing, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, because it's not. It's the stereotype of man has gotten this one thing. So the solution is not the opposite one thing. I hardly am behind men crying. Now, if a man is walking around crying nonstop, something's wrong. Like, that's not the goal. It's the idea is that whatever emotion is showing up, feel it, right? There aren't some emotions that are for men and some are for women. We're, we're all human beings. Every emotion actually serves you, but if we try to stomp on it, deny it, judge it, then the benefit to us can't be felt.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's being able to have enough compassion for humanity to understand that when somebody is in pain recognize the pain and how do you support the pain you know I think that when you like it's like it's yeah there's this constant you know if somebody is constant if they I mean if he can't stop crying and it's like like it's rare that you see a guy like just constantly wallowing in his pain it's again it comes back down to the illusion of everything was okay that's everyone right like that's everyone but even more so when you feel like you're alone and you can't speak to anybody that's horrible and that's where disease that's where you know like stress when you don't have permission to talk like so much is happening inside of the body and so that's also like where i try to encourage people like it's a complete disservice like by you being a part of a community by you being a part of a group of guys that can actually just go like it's okay somebody gives you a hug to go off on your way to live your life like just that is so much healing that's taking place but we disregard it on so many levels. Right. And so I don't know, you know what I mean? Like I'm the type of guy I'm, I am emotional. You know, I try to keep it in check. I try not to let anything around me. Like my, when I meditate and I focus, I'm just like, I just want to be as centered as I can be so that I can actually make the right decisions in my life. Um, And not to be afraid that when I do feel something, I'm not going to talk about it. Like I want to address it. I want to address what it is so that there's no, there's almost no misconception or like ideas or assumptions being made because I'm not talking. If I speak or we're talking, then we have an exchange going on and there's like, things are happening. So again, it comes back to courage, you know, like, can you be courageous enough and not have this idea in your mind that it's, you're, you're too feminine or you're too this because you're you're expressing how you feel? It's, it, yeah.
0: It's like saying, well, as a human being, am I too human? It's just, it's nonsense.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I say time and time again, you know, and we're talking about it here, but silence kills men and disease and stress and, you know, strokes and cancer and heart disease. They all start, you know, it's a constrainment in the body. We're like, we're stressing ourselves by not letting our emotions flow, by not letting our moods flow, all everything. And the whole name for the show, Real Men Feel, it was like, wow, what if... You know, we saw a guy crying in public, wow, what a real man that is. Like, what if someone did that courage that we're speaking of, someone willing to feel whatever shows up for them? What if we saw that was a real man as opposed to the person acting like they've got it all figured out and that that false sense of stoicism and I can do everything on my own and I don't need anybody's help because we're social beings.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah? And, it, and again, it comes it's interesting about when it's, you know when is it okay? You know, like when it comes to like a performance level or you're looking at somebody on the screen or there's just, you know, this really heart-wrenching moment where it's like, oh, that's, wow, that's so amazing. And, and And it's like, it's almost become like an anomaly to really witness a man just truly express. And like, it should, you know, it should be like the person's having a moment and it's okay. And, you know, nobody wants to, you know, nobody's, excited about seeing somebody act weak. We don't we don't celebrate that And, you know within society. It's just like, you know, pull it together and keep going. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 so tough for guys, you know, in many ways to just to just
0: Yeah. And to me it's it's redefined. It's not weak. You can stop nobody wants to seem weak. Well then decide. Feeling is not weak. Like, oh well now I'm not weak. Oh I had a misunderstanding about weakness was oh I get it now. Like I think that's the space. I think that's what we need to, you know, the the lanes to, to redraw, to remake. And again, again, because you talk about like guys want to be courageous and brave, so you can't be courageous and brave without first having fear, right? It all requires fear to begin with. What's where we started. So guys, willing to feel the fear of feeling to begin with, it can be this just major step forward and of release and freedom and expansion.
1: Yeah, and you find that? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the area that's really exciting is that when you can actually look at fear and you know like you know, I'll talk about my own personal experience was there was a fear of me releasing the actual book. Like the process, even though I understood the concept of it and I was actually doing amazing things and things were moving, it's still like, it doesn't go away. So the idea of me actually having to, like my book is basically saying, hey, I'm vulnerable. Are you vulnerable in life? That's okay. So, so I had to, you know, stand up in that space as a leader and say, you know, like, this is where it started for me. And so, but that's been the most liberating thing. I was always, you know, prior to the book, Andy, I was doing a lot of stuff. I was, I was traveling. I was in, in, working with some incredible people. So the people, my peers, everybody around me was like, you know, what is Michael Chet? Like, what do you mean? Like, you're afraid. What are you talking about? So it was another conversation that I was like, yeah, here's the truth. Here's, what, uh, here's what's really going on. And uh, this is how I've been dealing with it.
0: So what were some of the biggest fears that you were aware of, but other people weren't?
1: It was the, you know, like now I'm running my own business. And so I just didn't, I didn't think that I was able in many ways to really lead effectively. Didn't think that I, I had the chops to be successful and sustain success. You know, I was, it's always been, I can do it. I can start something really well, but like to actually maintain and be consistent, I was really afraid of that. I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I didn't want anybody to look at me as a bad leader. You know, like that, that fear of disappointment was a, was a big, big, big thing for myself. And I had to prove it to myself on numerous occasions. I had to like actually have self-dialogue, self-reflection of if what do you really want? And are you willing to put in the work to really, you know, be what you think you are? You know, I struggled, Andy, because there was so much, there was so much, again, men who look like me and the negative connotations of what, like, what that looks like. And where I grew up, there's a lot of, like, stories that I had in my head that made me think that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, it was a struggle. It's a real struggle. And, And, like, having to overcome it and having to really understand what it takes to, do self-development and work on yourself to be who you want, <laughs> you know, it takes a uh, practice.
0: Have you overcome all those fears to becoming who you want? Or is it kind of a layer process?
1: I think it's every single day, the fear, the fear never goes away. It's something that because I'm a high achiever. And so there's always something new. And there's always going to be the next thing that's going to challenge me. So I constantly I'm going after the next best thing that I think is going to best serve what I, is what I want to do. And so, yeah, it kind of freaks me up, but it, but now it's healthy. You know, there's like, I'm like, I know I'm actually heading in the right direction. And so, you know, that's also a great. It's a good indication too. Like when you, you know, again, like from a performing standpoint, it's like when the curtain opens, opens up and there's the pitter powder in the heart, it's like, it's because I care. I wanted, I just want to do a good job. So when you can understand the levels of fear or what's coming up, then it, it's like, okay, no, I'm moving in the right direction here. And I'm moving. That's the key. That's the key. It's, I'm still moving and I'm not stopping and actually angry with the fact that I'm like, why can't I do like, you know, cause that's where the like, it, things get built up when we're like, I'm afraid and I'm not doing anything about it. And I'm watching these other people do the things that I want to do. It's frustrating. So yeah, it's, it's, it's like constant, you know, human revolutions. I'm so, like, the it's a, it's a process
0: yeah you yeah, always said that uh well, i shouldn't say always for a long time i just was afraid and did nothing but as i've evolved i say that action cures fear and now i see yeah i used to think fear was a stop sign now i see it as a go sign like oh, my, oh i'm afraid to do that oh that means that's what i need to do next and if i if i go to a growth program or, or some personal event and I'm like oh this is horrible and gross i'm, I'm just gonna leave i'm like oh that's when i know oh no i really gotta stay now since i want to leave
1: yeah. And that, again, takes the fact that you've actually, you've grown to know yourself in a way where when those things come up, you know exactly the direction that you need to go in, right? When you constantly ignore it, that's, again, when a- action cancels fear because, I mean, you get it because you're doing the work, but when you constantly escape and you think that that's the best answer, that's when you know you at some point you'll get trapped in your own, in your own stuff.
0: And hopefully people realize that. While well, there's still time to change it. It's not like the last moments of life and you just, it's all your regrets that you're you're flooded with.
1: Yeah, like it's never too late. And I think that that's, you know, even having these conversations about it, it's never too late to actually get back to like, what is it that you really want? what You know, I'm a strong believer in that. There's things that I'm doing right now, like being in this space and how I'm serving in the world right now, what I'm doing with people, I never had that concept. It's based off of the fact that I was like, I, I paid attention what's coming up like what am I really doing on this planet and because I did that type of work like the gratification from that is unbelievable right but if I kept escaping and actually like leaving those conferences or not having a you know conversation or not wanting to do an interview right like the fear of speaking out you know a public speaking is huge for like for everyone on so many levels right like the best speakers in the world are like "Uh, I'm still afraid of talking or making a mistake or being judged in public but at some point you just gotta go, well, I gotta live up to the thing that 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 keeps me going. It's like, you know, and if, if we stay authentic, if you're if you're a light in the world and you have something to say, show up because there's too much darkness and positivity out there and we we focus on that way too much.
0: Yeah, that's what We need more men willing to open their heart, willing to feel, willing to express all themselves and you know, talking about fear, fear, like I dropped out of college to avoid a mandatory public speaking class. That's so how afraid of anyone looking at me I was for, for a long time. Tell me about your no fear program.
1: So basically what that is, it's, you know, for it's a, it's like it's 10 modules really starting from mindset and going through all the different levels of unblocking yourself right so it, it, the lessons really kind of it break it's it's broken down there's a 45 page workbook that's associated with the program that really kind of helps you guide, go you know you go a little bit further back into your life of understanding where it is that you know like who programmed certain messages in your mind that stopped you from advancing and you know there's different sections of life lessons areas of of really just getting people outside of this idea of this is what life should be like the program challenges people to be courageous to really and to look at themselves so so the program is is that it's like a self-study program but even the book the book is always it's a conversation that I'm having with people right I'm always challenging people to think one of the things that we don't do and we don't do enough of is think about ourselves and how can we better our lives It's just like I'll take care of it tomorrow or I don't even know or I don't know what I want. And it's, it's easier that way. So the program really, it can feel uncomfortable, Andy, but the results in the end, in retrospect, are great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find time and time again, and I didn't like this at first, but if I'm not uncomfortable, I'm not learning anything. I'm not growing. So if you said you had a program about fear and it's great because you're never uncomfortable, I'm like, well, then that's not doing anything, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> exactly, exactly,
1: right? And, you know, and that's the, yeah. So, you you know, you either have people who are like, I'm ready to sign up and I'm ready to face myself or, you know, they're running in the other direction. And so neither one is wrong, but it's, it's exciting when somebody goes, I was running in the other direction, but now I'm ready to look at, you know, look at how I can change. And that's the gratification that I get to really like, witness and go, wow, like I'm fulfilling my purpose, you know, and I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Cool. Cause you also have a, a weekly 15 minutes of love series that you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. So I came up, you know, COVID has pushed me in so many different directions, and it's it's a great training ground for some of the reasons. Every Friday now, I do fifteen minutes where I just have a conversation. It's like three to four questions of really talking about you know the person and how they were you know able to overcome their fears or what does fear mean to them. And there's always little nuggets in the actual conversation that I you know that people can take from. So it's it's really fun. It's easy, light, but inspirational you know with what the guest has to share
0: so since you operate in fear and in love do you find that fear drives more men to do things or is love driving more men to do things
1: well i mean i don't you know it's interesting i think anger at the end of the day fundamentally is what drives a lot of them you know like because they're so afraid they become angry and so the anger is what gets you know it's where a lot of issues uh, come from because it's it's the, you know, not knowing how to deal with the situation or how to communicate it. So it's like, let's just, let's, let's take out the gun or let's freaking take rocks and start a war. Cause we don't, we don't know how to do it any other way. So underneath it, you know, if you want to talk about frequencies, you know, fear is like one of the lowest frequencies, but anger, anger in so many ways, it's that, you know, most guys just go like, I don't even know. I didn't even realize I was so angry. So right. So many of us, so love is, is it's, you know, the frequency where it's difficult to sustain and again it's like when you think about love it's like it's so feminine to be in the space of love but it's the highest frequency when you can vibrate there what an incredible feeling to you know to work on being there
0: yeah, it's funny when, when guys and talk about love is is feminine it's not reachable it's not realistic for a man go watch videos on youtube of so, male soldiers coming home to their dogs And you will see love, you will feel love. And it's not because you're a woman or they're women. It's it's got nothing to do with it. And plenty of men can love their children, love their pets, love their job, love their work. But then speaking of love, oh, that's now it gets too weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, having the conversation around it, it it almost like lessens your manlyhood. Does it, you know? So it's interesting when you, again, when you you talk about the dog, you talk about family, those moments where you can't ignore. That's, I'm obsessed with it, Andy. Like I'm obsessed with, Anybody like, because you feel it energetically when when two people or something come into a room and it's just genuine love, it's like it's magical because you're like that chemical reaction that's taking place. It's like wow, like I wanna you know, it's it's experiencing that. So that's platonically, that's romantically, that's with an animal, that's with like when you can feel that, that's feeling in the world.
0: Yeah, I said action cures fear, but yeah, love cures fear. But it usually takes a lot of actions to get there, though. <laughs> that's yeah, I think. yeah, I think that's the key.
1: Yeah, and being being comfortable within yourself to be able to to just be present, to be present within how you you know what's this, what is the situation making me feel? If I feel happy, I'm going to express that. If I feel angry, I'm going to express. It. If I feel sad, I'm going to express it. And to and no one emotion is better than the other. So, but right, but that takes a certain type of individual, man or woman. To just be real and authentic, and I believe in many ways human beings are just—they're looking for people that they can relate to and just go, yeah. Can we have a real conversation? Like it's been said over and over again on social media. We're tired of seeing people like plastic, like everything's perfect, 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 perfect. perfect. It's like just what do you, you know? And I'm not saying that's like go out there and, and promote negativity, but it's like I don't know. Just how do you feel? What's going on? You know? And 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 having those real conversations to really, yeah, just. Build humanity and not trying to like tear them down.
0: Yeah. And I never find authenticity as negativity. Negativity is the blaming. It's the not taking responsibility. It's the, it's all someone else's fault. It's it's pushing it all away. That that's what I see as negativity out there.
1: Yeah. Negativity, you know, is an accumulation of just, you know, different experiences of frustrations that people don't necessarily know how to deal with. I just I really believe that that's the thing. It's I can have a conversation with somebody and they're like, you know, recently I just, I just spoke to this person and he was like, I don't know how to do this and this and this and this and this. And then as soon as we came to this place where it was like, there's no judgment, let's just talk. As soon as that happened, 20 minutes later, it was like, I didn't even, I so wow, I didn't even think about it that way. And I feel so relieved. It's so easy, but so hard because if you don't feel comfortable with the person that you're speaking to, you won't necessarily maybe get the results safety for guys specifically for men is key if you're in a room with a group of guys and you know it's like i'm safe here my god it's amazing right but as soon as there that, there's that inch of like oh this person is going to think that like i'm this i'm that or whatever but it's like the guard will stay on until you know they leave this planet so
0: yeah again and which is fear If guys could admit to themselves, wow, how much fear I live in every day, every moment, so many decisions, and be willing to be honest with themselves, I find that then they can dare use that crack and share it with somebody and realize, oh my God, every other guy in the world is feeling the same freaking thing.
1: Yeah. But you know, that's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's, 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 especially if you could feel the energy in the room and you feel like there's a ton of testosterone, it's just kind of like, come on, you know, like be a soldier, be a man. Putting your guard down isn't something that men want to do, you know? But it is, you know, it's, it is easier when you're, you know, when you're in a room with artists that are like,
0: well, I've been in rooms full of soldiers that realize they have to do it too, or else if a man never puts his guard down, I believe that man will die prematurely. That's just what I see time and time again. Like being vulnerable is a way for men to connect, not just with other men, but with other humans. And that connection is something that everyone's just longing for. Like, especially after a global pandemic, but even before that. Like, mental health wasn't some uh, great state for most people even before this. No. Yeah. No. We're, we're longing for connection.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, like, the associating with the fact that if you do express emotions, that, that you save that for your girlfriend, you save that for women, right? It's like, save it for her, but don't, you know, we don't we don't need to do that here. It's all about this, you know, I like come back to programming and who is willing to accept you and who is willing to just listen and be real about life. If we can just look at it from that perspective of just like, let's just be real. Keep it real and let's talk. I think it would be easier versus kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what do you have to do? I saved that. you going know, to shut up, have a beer and just, you know, be <laughs> you know, it's time and time again, you know, and, you know, again, I, I come back down to this uh, when you and I spoke in the past about, you know. That 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 guy, the group that kind of interviewed you and just said, you know, like, what are you trying to do with real male feel? It's like making them more feminine. It's like, this is like this is it's p- promote it. People are they, that's what they want. You know, it's just like stay in the box, shut your mouth, and be a man. And it takes courageous men to go, no, I am going to be human, and I am going to talk, and I am going to be real.
0: Even the phrase you're using. You know, be a man, get in that box and do what you're told. Well, how is that being you're like, oh, doing what I'm told, be a good little boy. Like, that's what society is saying. That's what stay in your lane, do what you're told, act the way you're supposed to act. That's. A, and we have this mythology of being a man means no box can contain me and no one's telling me what to do. Yet so many guys, OK, tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't want to stand out. I don't be different.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, but when it's time to actually show up, it's a completely different conversation. Right. So it's a hard balance. And you know what? And if we don't have the right teachers around, if we don't have courageous conversations, then it will remain the same. Honestly, I think that for myself, even in my own life, yeah, hundred percent. I totally, I, I sucked at communication. Like communication sucked. Like I was like, it was an, like, I had to actually like go out there and go like, I, I wanted to be better. So, I, and honestly, I just didn't have anybody. I didn't know who to model it after. Right. So cousins were a certain way, family, like it was just like, what you got to do. So we all can relate to a certain degree. It just takes, you know, I'll use courage again, but the courage to just go, hey, you know, like, this is it.
0: I agree with so much of that. And yeah, ideally, real men feel is having courageous conversations that most men aren't having. And you don't have to agree with anything that I'm saying. It's to inspire you to have a conversation yourself, right? Ideally, not really with yourself, but with a trusted guy and discover that you have fears, that you have shame, that you have things that you can open up about and realize you aren't alone. Cause I think that's that's so much of what keeps guys stuck, thinking yeah. they're they're alone.
1: So, yeah. I mean, and, and and I think to even to support what you're saying is that we need to start with ourselves. Like we need to be able to empower our own self to go out there and be strong leaders that are well-rounded. Right? It's about being well-rounded. It's about having access to a, like a range of emotions, a range of you know, ideas, and not just having to stick to this one thought and remaining like, this is the only way that a man should be, right? It's just, as I pause here, as I'm thinking about a couple of guys where I know it's so tough for them to just to let themselves go.
0: Just because it's challenging doesn't mean you, you shouldn't do it it's your damn name man yeah you know you should exactly. be up for the challenge <laughs> no no, no right?
1: exactly i know trust me it's been really useful for the like let's go challenger but like yeah i mean i've been using it the best that i can because i'm like yeah let's let's just figure this out like uh, yeah i don't want to fit in any box <laughs> i'm not interested yeah
0: right yeah ideally that's how everyone gets to that's ideal Cool, man. I really appreciate your time, everything you're up to, again, helping more guys to feel, to get out of fear, to be what they want, that sense of more. It's always worth pursuing. So Michael, what's the best way that people can find out more about you and your programs and the book?
1: Yeah. So if anybody wants to learn more, they can go to, listen, here's the deal. If you guys are interested in just even thinking about what is it is that you really want to achieve, you can go to www.michaelchallenger.com. And there's a thing, Andy, that I call, it's a mini success workbook. It's about three or four pages that challenges people to get outside of the fear and really go, you know, go after what they want. So they can download that PDF there. And yeah, you know, that's the best way. And also on Instagram, you can go to michael.challenger and you can check out the 50 minutes of love and just, you know, kind of see some of the things that I talk about because it's all about pushing people to be the best self. So yeah.
0: Awesome, awesome. So thanks for pushing. Thanks for being you. Thanks for shining your light always a joy to connect with you and thanks to you all for listening for tuning in today wherever you are listening watching experiencing real men feel please subscribe share this with someone post a review a comment you can reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and you can directly support the show there's a link in the bottom of the show notes allowing you to give as little as 99 cents a month to help sustain the show and help more people discover that real men feel until next time be good to yourselves